and welcome to episode 220 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining us tonight on what's going to be a fun night, sort of a two-part uh, discussion. We're first very briefly going to go through some Kentucky Derby future bets that uh, have been coming out recently, and then we're going to deep dive into the late pick five at Oaklawn Park this Saturday with one very nice stake race and four other good races. Late pick five is going to be excellent, and we'll be discussing it. Please make sure you subscribe in the bottom right-hand side of the screen. After you do that, hit that notification bell uh, so that you know when new content will arrive, and then smash that thumbs-up button. We'd appreciate it. All that will help us here at the HHH Racing Podcast. Of course, on the bottom of the screen, my Twitter handle, at hkravitz, and scrolling right now on the bottom of the screen, my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. The Power Picks, you guys know this stuff already. It's been fantastic. If you're not familiar with the Power Picks, look below the video player. It's basically a tip sheet, four bucks a weekend. It's been excellent. $2.59 ROIs, you can see there in 2022. We have a great uh, website. It's being updated by our wonderful co-host Pete Visco all the time. We've got new sponsors. We've got a brand new show that the three of us will talk about that premiered last night. That was awesome. Uh, so congratulations to those guys. We'll, we'll, we'll throw a shout out to them here in just a minute together with uh, the three uh, hosts here. Uh, but Pete's updating the website all the time. It is fantastic. Also, uh, a few quick other items here. We have, There's a big Hawthorne contest, and I am playing in it uh, this weekend. Uh, if you're interested, go to HawthorneRacecourse.com. It's only $200. There is no entry fee. You do need to be at the OTBs here in Chicago live. So if you're interested in this Hawthorne contest, you'd have to, and you're not in town, uh, but you're in the Midwest, feel free to drive up to the Chicago area. I will be uh, at one of the OTBs. I'll be the, excuse me, I'll be the Crazy Poor OTB. No, I'll be at the Oakbrook Terrace OTB. I'm sorry. I'll be the Oakbrook Terrace OTB this Saturday. Uh, Kyle Roscoe will be there as well. Kyle's trying to qualify for the NHC for the first time. I'm trying to double qualify. So hopefully that'll go well for us this Saturday if you're interested in the Hawthorne contest. Uh, that is a great thing. And then also, of course, coming up uh, Saturday, January 28th, which is only two and a half weeks from now, it's Pegasus Day, and we're going to have a live pool party as we did for Travers Day. That's going to be from the Crazy Poor OTB in Lake Villa, or excuse me, in Villa Park, Illinois. Myself, Matt Miller, Kyle Roscoe, I think Jim Miller is also uh, going to be there. We're going to be live on YouTube. I'm assuming Pete and Paul will be joining us at some point for the pool party as well. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So we got a lot going on here uh, on the show as I just look through the uh, cavalcade of things that I want to cover. And I think that is going uh, to cover it. So uh, I think that's about it. Without further ado, let's bring on my wonderful uh, co-hosts. First of all, from the great state of Maryland, Mr. Pete Visco and... From the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and award-winning journalist, we can now say, from the Saratoga Special, Mr. Paul Halloran. Guys, how are we doing tonight? 
What's happening? Good evening. Good evening. Paul, we got to start with you, sir. Um, we've had a lot of great successes on this show. Uh, the three of us have had successes. Uh, you know, I, I was I had fortunate to be on TVG and done their fan duel, done well in some contests. Um, Pete has, I don't know, hit the Meadowlands pick four in, in 2002. <laughs> <Hard> <coughs> Sounds right. I'm just kidding. Pete, Pete's had a lot of great scores himself and done a lot of cool things in this game. But Paul Halloran, you, sir, are topping the cake right now. If people are not familiar, please tell everyone. I know you're very humble, but we got to <laughs> share this news about you and a wonderful recognition that you got due to your writing. Yeah, I was uh, kind of surprised. I found out uh, one of the press releases came out last week. You know, they have uh, the Eclipse Awards, as you know, are coming out, uh, I believe, two weeks from tonight, if I'm not mistaken, the ceremony is. And there is a writing category. There are only two writing categories, only two awards, feature and news. And anyone could submit their own stories. You know, you can submit up to two in each category. So any one person can only can submit a maximum of four stories. And uh, so I submit every year, you know, at least for the last several years. And uh, in the news uh, enterprise writing category, uh, first of all, the most important thing is Tom Law, who was our managing editor at the special, was the winner uh, for his tremendous story in Mid-Atlantic Thoroughbred on early voting, winning the Preakness. And there were two honorable mentions, of which uh, one of them went to me for my Cody's Wish winning the Forgo story. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pleasant surprise. I had no idea until uh, the press release came out <laughs> last Friday. But, uh, you know, I, as I say, there are a lot of entries. And I'm going to guess in this particular year, there were probably more than one entry on stories written about Cody's Wish. So, uh, And NBC won in the uh, one of the multimedia categories for the phenomenal feature they did on Cody's Wish in Cody Dorman on the Breeders' Cup broadcast. So, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, uh, you know, as I said to Tom Law, um, I'm honored to finish underneath, underneath you in the trifecta. <laughs> oh, well, it, it's amazing. And we all know, of course, your appearances on this show has now vaulted you up into that uh, uh, category, into apparently. the pantheon of writing greatness with apparently. all the recognition that you get. Yes. But uh, in all seriousness, Paul, it's going to work the other way around, I'm sure, eventually, when you get that Eclipse Award. And we can proudly say that we have an Eclipse Award-winning journalist on the show as one of our co-hosts, Pete. Um, to get national recognition is pretty impressive. We all, we all love Paul. We know how yeah. talented he is as a writer, Pete. But to get that recognition you know, from the Eclipse uh, people is really – uh, quite amazing, Pete. Yeah, and plus it was such a, I, I know just from Paul talking about it so much during during the Cody's Wish run, it was such a personal story as well. So it, it probably feels good to get recognition for something that, you know, opened the eyes to a great story and a great situation that sort of went on even beyond. So, so for anybody who wants to read this story and <clears throat> Paul's prior story on Cody's Wish, or subsequent story on Cody's Wish, and another article on there as well. If you go to our website under the articles tab, there's actually the press release that Paul is speaking of. I assume it's pretty similar on the NTRA website. And then the article that got him nominated and also a couple other, artic other articles. So there's links to everything. There's links to the websites. There's links to the Saratoga special. So you can go on there and you can read Paul's work. Uh, it's, it's, and I, a lot of people don't know this, although I've mentioned a few times on the show. 
that although I am a high school math teacher and I love what I do, I've been doing for 26 years, um, I was a journalism major in college and had, I wanted to be the next Terry Carey uh, for those of you who go back a little bit. So I had, I had envisions of being on, on, uh, on TV sports journalism, either, you know, behind the camera, you know, at a desk or maybe at a game. Um, and so I, I, I know about journalism and I know about writing and, and uh, Paul, we're not just saying that, uh, you know, because you're friends of ours, you're on the show, but, Paul does a great job. Any, anything you can get from Paul, uh, his writing is fantastic. And I know you don't want to say too much right now, Paul, but your journey with uh, Cody's Wish might not be over yet. Again, we're not, we don't want to say too much right now, but when the, when the time is right, um, you might have some things to say further about uh, the Dormans and Cody's Wish. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not done with that story for sure. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know that any of us will ever be <laughs> done with the story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it hit home. You know, as you know, I have a, a special needs daughter, Martha, who at any time could make an appearance running through the background here. But, uh, you know, they're just such great people, Howard. And, you know, they've been they have handled they've done a million interviews and they've handled it all. Uh, they've been very open about their situation and, uh you know the story. Uh, the story of the horse has been, you know, well documented in Cody's connection. But you know, there's a whole other story of what, you know, what that uh, young man now he just turned 17. What that young man and his parents have, have been through, starting with a, you know, a doctor in the first weeks of his life uh, telling them that he wouldn't live to be two. So they they weren't ready to accept that so they moved on to a different doctor a different hospital so so yeah they they, they could be more to follow but yeah howard i'm honestly i'm thrilled because you know i walked in off literally off the street east street for those of you who've been to saratoga east street which runs perpendicular to the union ave entrance to the track and where the saratoga special humble offices are just before you get to the phasing tipton uh sales pavilion and I literally walked in off the street in the summer of 2018 and Joe Clancy and Tom and Sean Clancy were all hot at work and basically said, you know, I'd like to work for you guys. So they gave me some work starting in 19 and that has led to work with mid Atlantic thoroughbred, which is the publication Tom won for, you know, this is a recognition for the special. Those guys have all won eclipses. I don't believe, I believe all the stuff that they've won for has been in other publications so Tom was saying how this is really great for the special. This is maybe the first time an actual Saratoga special story has gotten this type of recognition. And I, I mean, you see, I got the hat on. I I get I have hats made. I have shirts made. I, I'm really really proud of that affiliation. Those guys really do it right. And and their alumni roster, by the way, that's a whole other show you could do with Gabby Gaudet and Travis Stone and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I'm really to, to whatever degree it, you know, brings some positive light on on what those guys do and what I try to contribute to in my little way. That that's really the most gratifying part. It's fantastic. You saw a lot of people: Trish, Ralph Conti, Christine Race, Jim Pilars. We put their comments up, guys. Wanted to uh, congratulate you, uh, Paul. Now, the other thing well, I want to talk you. about uh, before we get into uh, our Derby prep here. Last night we had the premiere of Betton and Boozen host. Kyle Roscoe did a fantastic job with Charlie Freeman and Patrick Kunzel. I know we all checked it out. We were all, we were all chiming in with our little uh, chats and had some fun with that. Nice to see some uh, sports action. We all love sports. Pete, I know you got involved from a betting angle. Mm -hmm. I thought they did a great job and it was a lot of fun. And 
Uh, it went longer than it normally will because of all the intros and other things, but had a great response, Pete, with the show last night. Yeah, it was great. I mean, and it's it's something different because I mean, everybody, like you said, especially NFL playoff time. That's, I mean, if you're if you're betting on horses, odds are a lot of people are betting on other stuff as well. So it's good for us to tackle that. And and those guys did a fantastic job, and and they went pretty deep on each of the games, which was good. I mean, again, it's you know, it's the first weekend of the playoffs. It's a great weekend, and then also to lead into a pick four on Friday and, and a Friday cards that we usually don't touch on the shows. So now you get stuff for Fridays, a card on Friday, a card on Saturday and the games. I mean, it was fantastic. And, and Kyle, kudos to him. I, we all know how tough it's not, it's tough running the show, especially when you're hitting the buttons and you're, you're trying to move from segment to segment and all that stuff. It just doesn't come completely natural if you haven't done it. So he did a great job and, and, Everybody did a great job on the show, and it was it's only going to get better as we go. It's going to get better. And, Paul, you know, we haven't really – I haven't even brought this up with you guys, and we're going to move on here. But, you know, I, we, we have some sports knowledge here combined on this uh, on this screen. I think, you know, for the Super Bowl and some of the big events, NCAA tournament, I think we'll throw our proverbial uh, betting hat into the mix, and we can talk about a little uh, pro sports. If those of you that are watching, we've got a great audience right now. If you'd like us to dabble a little bit into some big events – uh, please let us know if you say, no, these guys can only do horse racing. Let's just stick with that. You can let us uh, know that too. Uh, Kentucky futures. Uh, before I, when I bring this up on the screen, Paul, have you bet any futures before? Do you have any uh, interest uh, before, you know, at this time of year, or you'd like to wait if at all until maybe a month or two before the Derby? I have a lot of interest because I think it is a very interesting concept uh, I think from a gambling point of view, it is really pretty much a fool's errand, especially this early. Um, yeah, you know, if you're going to bet someone this early, you know, you've got to be in that 50 to one or above range because, you know, you've got prep races to get through points. And you, and frankly, in these future bets, Howard, it's as, ch- as much a challenge to get them in the gate <laughs> as it is to win the thing because, you know, we're dealing with, Dozens and dozens and dozens of horses now to get down to 20. Yeah, it's really hard to win the 20-horse race. I get it. But, you know, to get in the gate, and, you know, how many times have we seen favorites or logical horses scratch, you know, the day before, the week before, two weeks before? So, but I I do think it's very interesting. Uh, I am with you uh, on the Tappet Trice uh, bandwagon. Um, We'll get that bet in one way or the other. And, um (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get to it, but you know, I'm always a sucker for horses. I rode my, I just wrote today about a, about a horse uh, who, who won a, a won a race at parks of all places that if I could get it like 200 to one right now, I would, but we'll save that for when we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you see what we see on the screen, everyone is, are the odds at the Caesars and at Circa. There are a lot of places in Vegas and, Paul, this sort of relates to our previous discussion, our hope, you know, last week. There are a lot of places that do not uh, take bets right now uh, on the Derby, uh, like Westgate, for example, uh, where I had a friend stay, doesn't take any bets until March um, and, and other places. But, you know, Pete, most of the horses on this list are zero guarantee to get into the Derby by points. Now, Forte, I think, has 40. I haven't even looked at it recently, but Forte is – pretty much in the derby based on points because he won the juvenile and, and some other things. But of course he's got to be healthy and he's not going to be running till March from what I understand. 
Um, is there anyone on this list, Pete? And again, I don't want to take too long tonight, but is there anyone on this list that you are fascinated by, interested, anything you fancy uh, on this list right now that you'd be interested in betting? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not necessarily a, a derby futures better. I mean, I, I don't really like the futures market in most sports just because I'm, I'm sort of uh, don't have the patience for it to wait for the ticket to come through. But <laughs> I, I was you. looking at a couple, and the couple horses I, I like. You actually just scrolled by one was Giant Mischief, who I'm not a hundred percent sure is going to want the distance, but I just like that. That last race, he had a miserable yeah. trip. He and he still came on. You know, he broke badly. Was dead last. Was outside the whole way, and and still sort of had some run at the end. Now again, I don't know if he's going to get the mile and a quarter, but if I'm looking at Circa's odds at fifty to one, that could be worth a play. And then we saw this week that Extra Anejo was coming back. Who he's he's right there. I guess it would, actually what's funny here too, is you can go price shopping if you could bet these in person. I mean, you look at extra Anejo, if you like him, Absolutely. you go to Circa and take the 40 to one, obviously, oh. instead of the 15. And <laughs> for sure, he was so dominant in that made in special weight win, then had some physical issues. Now it looks like he's back in training and hopefully he can, you know, he can get to the track and stay healthy and then we can see what he can do. Uh, yeah, if people uh, in the chat, I want to bring up some, I'm going to try and involve some more chat. I thought Kyle did a great job bringing up uh, people in the chat. I probably don't, we probably don't do enough guys, to be honest. Um, Trish Smith mentioned that uh, National Treasure was disappointing, but he got a bit of a weird trip. We're not going to take a look at it, but he was sort of inside guys. And then he he lost ground and tipped out and galloped out very well. Um, I'm not, I'm not giving up on national treasure, but I do understand that he was the favorite Baffert and then the other Baffert and the other, other Baffert ended up winning the race, which is, you know, crazy. Uh, Jim Pilars will be in Vegas beginning February 1st. Stay so tuned, Jim. Oh, Jim, Jim. <laughs> you got a shopping list, Jim. Get that, get Jim, that PayPal ready. Jim, I get think we'll be in contact with you about that. Um, and, and also uh, Kyle, Kyle, just <coughs> jump in. Thanks so much for the kind words was a ton of fun. Looking forward to getting some contest plays for Saturday. Absolutely, because Kyle's playing the contest. So um, Penn State Scott is here tonight. If I can bet trainers. Actually, I don't know if you can. I don't think you can. Cox with both fits. You can bet sires, though, guys. Uh, we're not going to get into the details. Um, quickly, let's talk about the horse that I'm interested in. And, Paul, I think you're interested in this horse as well. Uh, Tap It Trace is a horse I've mentioned on the show Matt Bernier has mentioned only a main breaker. Um, his only two lifetime starts. You see him at the bottom of the screen there, 80 to one, 65 to one um, has worked twice, by the way, Paul down at Palm, um, Palm Beach downs uh, at the, uh, at Pletcher's training center. I would guess Paul, and I haven't heard, but my guess total speculation is that he'll run in like an N one X, like on Pegasus weekend, and then go to like the Fountain of Youth and the Florida Derby. That would be my guess. Uh, they could run him the Holy Bowl, but that's coming up relatively soon. And I'm not sure he's he's getting ready for that. And Pletcher doesn't usually jump in with main special win right into a stake race. So I guess we'll see. He's a long-winded horse, Paul. Um, he doesn't have a lot of gate speed right now, but he's bred unbelievably. Uh, and, and I think there's big upside there. Uh, the last thing I'll say, guys, I'm going to uh, – by the way, there's Reincarnate who won the sham 
upset the sham there for Baffert. You see Baffert's all over the place, but they're going to have to be transferred. I do like Faustin too, as a, as a Baffert. I don't know what they're going to do with him, yeah. but he's a gray, he's a gray horse who came from behind. So immediately I like yeah. that. So, um, but he's, yeah. he, you know, you never know with the Baffert's what they're going to do. Cause he has a couple good ones and who knows. Yeah. We, we don't know what's going to happen there guys, but uh, there's a lot of choices. Uh, the last thing I want to say before we get into handicapping is next weekend guys is pool three. Um, Kentucky Derby pool for Twin Spires, pool three. Right. So um, who knows who's going to be on this list? Paul, perhaps Tappet Choice will be on that list. There's no guarantee, though. Um, I don't know. If not, I think our good friend Jim Pilar is going to be making a little wager for us. Uh, Blazing Seven is another horse I just want to throw out there for people to consider. Uh, Chad liked him on this show. He was disappointing last year in the Breeders' Cup, uh, won the Champagne, right, Paul? Won the Champagne for me. He's going to win the Belmont. He's going to win the Belmont, Howard. Okay, um, we'll see. I He has not worked back yet, I don't think, because I'm looking at the work tab, Paul, quite a bit now, especially for these horses. That's a small concern. I don't know. We'll see what happens, guys. Uh, let's get on to the uh, pick five at uh, Oaklawn. And I'm sorry, I'm hesitating because, um, whoops, this is, I actually have to get to the entries, guys. So as I get to the entries, Pete, uh, you 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 sent me a very interesting email. Uh, you do not. Uh, we all value your picks quite a bit, Pete. And I know you're usually a pretty confident guy. Uh, you didn't like the sequence. You just don't like your own picks. You had a busy day. Uh, no, well, a bit negative with your with your emails today. It was a combination of all those. I was I was working a little more than I than I wanted to at my day job, and okay. I I just didn't. I felt like the, I, I thought it was a great sequence to bet because I didn't think there was a lot. I mean, there's maybe one real, real standout horse, but some of those races I sent, I sent these guys a text and it was like, I think it was a nine horse field. And I think I had, when I did my first pass, I had eight of the nine as potential winners. So wow. I was just having a hard time going through and, and sort of narrowing. So, huh. um, but it's, it's probably better when I like the picks, they crap the bed. So maybe this will okay. be a, maybe this will be an opposite day. So we'll, we'll go okay. with that. Well, we'll see. Well, guys, um, I, I think, do you, do you hear something? I think they're coming onto the track to start our pick five at Oaklawn park. Up. Oh, hold on a second. Uh. Oh my goodness! I, you, I buried the gosh darn it. That was a butcher. Oh, where's Kyle when you need him? Hold on. Yeah, let's a get a let's get a real host. <laughs> okay, here we go. They're, they're coming out of the track for the pick five. All right. Well, you can that, fix that in post. That, that transition sucked. Okay, we'll yeah. have to we'll work on that one. Look at Paul's just disgusted. I, Paul, we can't see what that is. By the way, I have no idea what you're trying to show us. It was the call to post. That's my <laughs> it's my ringtone. All right. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on the call to post. Well, we got we got to add some things to the show, guys. Um, here we go. Uh, yeah, producer, producer. Yeah, that that would probably be that would be a bad <laughs> idea. Wow. Okay. Um, of course, Kyle's got to chime in. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. We won't mention any of the mistakes that were possibly made last night on your show. Um, <laughs> all right, pick five, guys. Here we go. Race six, about 255 Central. So it's me out 355 Eastern Standard Time. Let me get up. There's the scroll there for our picks. Uh, this is mate. Uh, sorry, claimers 30 down to 25. They're going six furlongs. 
no conditions here. We got a big field of nine. Moyline favorite is eight to five for Chris Hartman and David Cabrera. It's the number two Ash flat. Got to be careful at that. Uh, Pete, we're going to go with you first. You're going to go with the number six, uh, Godzilla. And Pete has, or sorry, Paul has this horse second for Norm McKnight and Raphael Barano, a very interesting horse. Yeah, I'll be curious to hear what, what Paul has to say as well. I mean, if you look, depending on how many, right now, if you expand it to all races, you could see some dirt form. But if you're looking just at the last few, you only see synth form. But if you expand to all there, I like the fact that if you're looking at this horse's earlier races, wait, you're on the wrong. What did I do? What is going oh, on? Oh, you're here? just butchering stuff. I think he's worried, Paul, that Kyle's on his corner now is a better. I horse. would think so. so he's he's rattled now. Yeah, he's Wally Pippen. I think we can have to make a trade here. But so if you look down there, look at how this horse started. He starts in the maiden special weight rolls, then goes straight to the hopeful, then the champagne. Then he sort of goes off the rails a bit. You assume something happened because he's off the track from July 20 to February 21. Yeah. Comes back so-so. But then now he's just in really good form. And yeah, it's all on synth. But if you look at his sire side, he's, he looks like just percentage-wise, he's better on dirt than synth, at least from a breeding perspective. You can make the case, I should say, if nothing else. So I figure I'll take a shot with this one, that if he can regain that old dirt form and he's actually in form on the synth now and his figures aren't too far off, I'll take this one at a price. I think he's interesting. Uh, Paul, I'm sure you agree with all that, but you are going to go with the seven slam dunk sermon for Asmussen and Castillo. And I think, I'm, I don't know if you're going to mention or Pete's going to mention it, but Castillo has been riding well for Asmussen, sort of like first call, semi second call along with uh, Santana at Oakland. Yeah. My pick is how it is predicated. I mean, I think you're supposed to try to beat the two here, aren't you? At eight to five or around there. I mean, you know, he, he does put two he, – he got claimed for 50, and then for 32 it was avoided claim, which means something was up. He wins by a head. He runs a big number again last time. But, you know, that last race there were like six horses to come out of it who have run again. Five of them have lost, and the one who came back as a winner was at 60 to 1. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm – I, I will use the horse defensively because he could just be the best. And, and I do like Daredevil as a sire and the horse is two for three at Oakland. So in the pick five, I'll use him as a defensive A, which is probably not the smartest thing to do. But in the body of the race, uh, I'm dying to try to beat him. And, and I think the seven, you mentioned him, you know, you get, he ran, he ran an 80 last time and a, a few points off what the two ran. Um, you know, Asmussen numbers off the claim. His numbers are, in all circumstances, are good. Um, although he's off to a very slow start at Oakland, if you look at those numbers, by the way. Three for yeah, 58. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, uh, which is unusual. Um, but, you know, a guy like Castillo, you know, obviously with that type of opportunity is going to ride his eyeballs out to, to try to get more business from Asmussen. So, you know, my, my picks, which was uh, – Seven six and then two. My picks are predicated on trying to beat what I think is a is a pretty vulnerable favorite hey, that Paul, you picked, Howard. So tell us why I'm wrong. Oh, hold on. I was just saying, Paul, on that on that seven, I had a, a it's a small sample size stat, but Asmus and Castillo, and then the Asmus and owner 
was three for seven wins, five for seven in the money with a four dollar and sixty cent ROI first after the claim. So I like that's that what combo. I'm talking about. Yeah, Pete. I like Let's that go. combo. Yeah. So I because I had this source, he was teetering between my third and fourth spot, and he's actually on my pick five ticket. So I'm 100 percent with you on this one. Uh, I am using the seven guys. I have a lot of the seven is a B. The six is a B. You know what? I don't, I hate taking chalk, especially in a race like this guys, but I, you know, lately for me, I've had some ups and downs from betting perspective. I mean, the picks, the the power picks have been great in general. Uh, My own personal betting has been decent. I've had some misses. The misses I've had guys recently, and maybe I shouldn't say this or shouldn't think this because of what's been happening recently isn't necessarily an indication what happens long-term. These races that look like there's a lot of speed, they just, they're not falling apart, guys. I, they're just, I don't know if it's, maybe Oakland will be different. I don't know. It's just, Ash Flat is in really good form right now. I understand the voided claim. Like, I get everything you're saying. But he ran really well after the voided claim, Paul, mm-hmm. from the he 12 did. hole into a fast <clears throat> pace. Now he's got the two hole. He's got a, a, a he's in theory, going to get better trip. I thought the only real speed he's got to contend with here, I think, was it the five or no, it wasn't the five. Four. The four. The four, the four yeah, has the four. to go, though, you think, right? I mean, he it has is, to go. But he's, he's got he's no other shot. And yeah. He's cheaper and he's slower. And I, you know what? I just, I don't know if the two is going to get loose, but I don't think the two really needs to get loose. Listen, I don't love this pick, guys. I got the two as a lone A. Just thinking if it's not the two, it could be a lot of others. Yeah. The other one I want to mention, and I've got some. You know, I, I I had some silly juice before I started the show or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe I got some stuff from the betting and boozing guys. But I have some weird opinions tonight. I, can we talk about the eight for a second? Lake Radio. I'm going to go full screen here. If it's not the two, it's a lot of others. Lake Radio, um, this is a new acquisition uh, for trainer Kenny Smith. And the owner is Dream Walking Farms. Guy, that's, that's singer Toby Keats operation they, they actually are pretty successful if you look at lake radio this is only a four-year-old right guys so a newly turned four-year-old there's definitely upside there i like that compared to others look at his upward mobility he was got a 70 72 a blew off the screen is 76 i understand it's prairie meadows i get all that and then last time he regressed but it was five furlongs maybe he didn't like the slop he's been working well since that they gave him a little break I think you could do worse with this horse, guys. I'm not going to sit here and suggest that Lake Radio is going to win the race, but at twenty to at twenty five to one and like five times the price of a lot of these others, why can't this horse be in the mix? He's only three, four, five points buyers off these other ones. He's got Santana, so he's. I, I think that's a benefit. Three for six lifetime. I don't know. I think this horse is a bit interesting, guys. Yeah, I mean, I well, looked at I looked at that one. Yeah, I looked yeah, at that Santana. One at- I'll yeah. tell you, that's interesting. You know, there's there's a a, a lot on again, off again relationship between the Aspiesons and Ricardo Santana. They've enjoyed great success, and then he was uh, he went, not only was he out of the big bed, he was out of the entire house. <laughs> but he's kind of worked his way back in, and he had been riding more for him. But so, but it's very interesting that on a horse that Steve claimed and owns that. Um, you know, the horse we were talking about, Pete, the seven yeah. that Castillo shows up. Uh, and this is the first time, even though Castillo wrote him last time, it wasn't for Asperson. So uh, 
Santana, you can bet Howard would love to <laughs> would love to stick it to the old boss, new boss, and take this eight home. So you might be onto something. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought he was interesting, guys. So quick comments. Christine Race mentioned that she has a keychain of call to post that she played at the start of each stock market day. I love it. Need it. Clients. Need we one. Need we one. Don't, need we don't it. need a yeah, uh, right, Christine, I'll take one. We don't need a, you know, ringing of the bell of the New York Stock Exchange. Just play call to post. I love that. And um Jim was saying, Howard, I see the same thing. Three speed horses might hook up, uh, could fall apart. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. There's a lot of horses, guys, that can win that race. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Let's go on to the second leg of the uh, pick five here. It's going to be race seven, which I'm going to bring up right now. And I know, Pete, I know how you feel about this. I think you guys are going to be interested. I sent out a, a, a tweet, or no, not a tweet, sorry, it was a text saying this race looks very difficult. And then we go to the banners, guys, and I think I was shocked, actually. Take a look at the banners at the bottom of the screen. We all on the same we all, one. Of course. Oh, we've all got the same horse on the bottom of the screen. We all have the nine guys in this race. It's made <coughs> 30 Arky breads. Uh, this reminds me of some wonderful, like, Illinois bread made in Claimer days. This is uh, not exactly the most talented horses, but they're still running for a decent purse of 33K. It's six furlongs. You got good, hope, uh, high-profile connections. There are 12 horses in the main body. There's also two also eligibles. The morning line favorite is the number seven, Bradley Pink for Cox and Talamo. Morning line favorite. We are all going with the nine. Sassy Lass for McBride and Bailey. And I'm going to go ahead and bring up the PPs. Paul, I'm going to let you go first. What does you like about this nine? There must be many things to like. We all have this nine on top. Very simply, Howard, you know, without seeing workout reports, uh, obviously the Cox is going to get bet, but I, you know, they're almost all first time starters, at least on paper, pedigree wise. Nothing is, you know, demanding that you bet them. You know, the nine, you say, well, 24 buyer. Well, it was a maiden special weight. Um, Took some money, not you know nine to one. Had some trouble early. Uh, I, I wanted someone who had run before. There's only like three of them, and I thought this was the best option, which I know is a really weak backing. But uh, you know, uh, Chelsea Bailey's off to a good start. Um, you know, I, I just again, I. I wish this were the first race of the sequence we could really use to see the board. There's really no reason for it not being the first race of the sequence other than the racing secretary being a pain in the ass <laughs> and making it the second race of the sequence. Uh, well, we'll but, be able to see that probable will pay doubles. You got to look yeah, at that. Yeah. Correct. But so, uh, yeah, I, I got, you know, I went with the five third who coming off a, a bang up 11 buyer and, <laughs> you know, I threw the clocks in the middle. You know, the Cox horse here is going to take money just because it's Cox. You know, a double yeah. Irish is uh, who was the sire of the nine is, is like a 10% first time sire. So there's nothing too special there. It's got yeah, three Paul, horses. Double sorry, Irish. Let's show this. We'll get to the other firsters. And, and, and Pete, you're very astute because I do want to talk about the breeding of these monsters that are going to be favorite <laughs> over favorite over the nine. Pete, let's take us to the replay. I'm sure you watch it. Uh, Sassy, the nine horse is the three in this race. Yeah. A lot of trouble early. And then something subtle late that I actually liked. Watch the three here, guys. And Pete, we, I turned the sound off, of course. You can talk about it, Pete. Yeah, I mean, if you watch right out of the gate, 
drops to well if we ever get out of the gate yeah watch the the three it's actually in the in the yeah, two path two, the two, two path, path right there so you can Ooh, see right there, so it gets pinched right there drops and now this horse is is basically so one more time yeah you could see it there it really gets knocked around moving all and now it's now basically dead last and you can see how the jocks even riding it's basically like sitting yeah. on the horse at this point so we just sort of so you're starting i mean it's a first time starter and you're you're already dealing with that kind of trouble out of the gate so and now if you're actually you you sort of went there was one thing there too. see that horse i think it was the 12 maybe the horse you the, the th well you don't have to but see how that horse is just sort of dying right, his, right in his face and then yeah. So he, he couldn't even get any momentum there. I should say she, my bad, drink. Oh boy, she couldn't go. get any momentum there. I was thinking more of the jockey first, but that's not even right. So, she is making a bit of a middle move. You can. It's hard to tell here, Pete, but she took a lot of dirt because like her chest is is just full of mud right well, here. Well, and part of the way too is they sort of the front the front pack was so far ahead as well. So it's not like you were going to make a big dent into. I mean, look at how stretched out they are now. But even on the back stretch, that first yeah. pack was sort of that first pack of like seven was sort of way out away from everybody. So my my thing is why not take a shot on a horse that what I liked was the horse was working really well coming in. You see the nine out of one Oh nine, a 48 yep. and one four furlong works. It was working pretty well, took a little bit of money and showed some run. It just happened that everything went wrong <laughs> right at the beginning. And you don't know how a horse is going to react like that. Well, and what I, maybe I'm looking at this silly cause she was, 10 lengths back. I like the way she finished. I, no, I don't she, think, was, she was close. I don't think you can underestimate this, guys, because she could have just completely spit the bit. You're going to see coming to the screen, she is passing horses. She's still running on. That means something to me, guys, especially in this type of field. Paul, I think if this horse gets out of the gate and it's going to be dry on uh, uh, on Saturday, I see no reason why this horse can't run a, I don't know, low 40s buyer. That's good enough to win this race. Yeah, and and just so we're clear, when that when that happens to a first time starter, especially if down on the inside, that race is over. Okay, that horse had no chance to win whatever it was, ten steps, twenty steps out of the gate. There was, and you know, the jock did the right thing. You know, you got to turn it quickly, uh, pivot to learning experience, and the jock got her. Uh, Chelsea got her outside, uh, very outside. Uh, the one thing I don't like, Howard, I'm really I don't like the no works in between races for a first time starter. Yeah, uh, you know it's it, it you know it is a relatively quick turnaround. Ran on the 31st, running Saturday on the 14th. So you know you figure they they give them two or three days off out of the race. So there really probably wasn't enough time. But you know I will say this: uh, Burl McBride is anxious to run this horse back because running a second time starter back in two weeks is. Uh, is a pretty quick turnaround. Yep. Pete, can we talk about the the? <laughs> I'm I'm chuckling because this breeding has to be mentioned. Maybe the seven just going to run off the screen because it's Cox and Talamo. I mean, uh, she is working well, probably as well as anyone in this field. I'll say that, and we all know the numbers are good. And feel free to throw any numbers, but to me, this is a pedigree situation. Let's look at the dam. Okay, Sequoita. Sequoita is a turf horse. <laughs> there's there's absolutely no argument now she was a decent yeah. turf horse fair enough let's take a look at her siblings she had one sibling de gray i don't know if it's pronounced that way um was ran in a arkansas bred maiden 12 5 and lost by 12 lengths was absolutely awful that's that's the that's the damn side okay now 
let's let's take a look at um, the male side here. Uh, hold on a second. Here, oh, a little bit slow. Okay, here we go. Double Irish. You mentioned, by the way, did you see the one thousand uh, dollar yeah, stud fee? Yeah, the one thousand dollar stud fee. I, I don't mean to make you know fun of this horse, but I mean, okay, he's had some nice horses, but you know, no one like. Yeah, they're fantastic. not world beaters. Yeah, they're not. And you're, world you're talking about a horse that's in for thirty. And here's the thing that I think needs to be mentioned. I want to put us all on screen here, full screen. I don't know how you guys feel, Pete. I'll let you answer this question, then we're going to move on because there's not too much to say here. There's a lot of firsters. We have to see the board. I do not like, and Paul, you touched on this. I do not like when Arkansas breads are debuting for thirty. It's a real good program in Arkansas, Pete. If Cox really liked this horse and he's an Arkansas bred. There's no way in hell he put this horse in, just drop in for 30 automatically. Now you could say he was only $1,000, you know, a stud fee or she $1,000 stud fee. And, and, and so I shouldn't get too carried away, but geez, if Cox really thought high of this horse, would did she just, would he just drop her in for 30 and just give up on the horse right away? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, you can go crazy trying to think of what the trainer's thinking and what's the back of their head, but no, I agree with you. You just don't expect, I mean, if you look at the rest of the trainers in here, it's not exactly murderer's row. And then Cox jumps in with a, with the, the obvious favorite because of that. So, I mean, that's the way I was looking at it. I'm like, are they just, is this horse just two to one because it's Cox and that's most likely yeah, the I, case. I mean, there's, there's nothing else on paper that is a standout. Nothing. I mean, then you look at Talamo who's rocking a three for 44 at the at the meet so far so he's not exactly lighting it up so there's a lot of things where i just don't and this horse is going to get bet more just because of cox i assume so and then once they start betting it it's just going to it's probably just going to snowball from there i mean the way i i I think you're onto something howard remember this looks like a turf force right but where is cox going to run you know, the options for him at this time of year is the fairgrounds, and he's not shipping an Arkansas bread. So I suspect he just wants to get the horse started, and he, he's got one of his main strings at Oaklawn, and Oaklawn doesn't have turf, so he's running him on dirt. I mean, and he's clearly, that might be a very good reason to beat him. He's clear, this horse is clearly two to one because of the connections and because of his stats. But that doesn't mean the horse is any good. I mean, the way I see it, you know, I think if the nine breaks, I'm going to assume, we don't know, that the nine can outbreak the seven if she breaks cleanly. And I think the nine had more early speed than we saw, guys, because of the situation. I I just think the seven is going to be seven to five for no reason. Now, maybe she runs off the screen, guys. I don't know. Any final thoughts before we move on, guys, about anyone else here? The the five is a little bit of a price that I that I sort of liked, but – Again, nothing, nothing too crazy. I mean, if you look at that race, got destroyed by 23, but it was in the mud and actually broke well and broke fast. I mean, that's a pretty big yep. number to, to break out of the gate and actually was working well going into the race, popped a nice work coming out of the race. Um, the sire side, from when I looked at it, the sire side is awful with first-time starters. So maybe there, I don't know what that could mean for a first time to a second time, but yep. I figured – Maybe this one actually did show some gate speed and just sort of folded, and that could have had to do with a few things, maybe the pressure combination with the muddy surface. So that was one of the price that I that I have on my ticket and Paul has on in the third spot. So that was just one I wanted to mention. 
I've got this horse in the mix. Uh, owner Jerry Karoom, the leading owner right now, I believe, at Oakland as well. Okay. So somebody to keep in mind. Definitely nothing wrong with having a horse that has early speed. I mean, that this, four, that four late pace figure doesn't uh, doesn't throw a lot of confidence <laughs> at you. You don't well, see I that did, very well, I actually watched the replay. They just gave, they just, they just. Yeah, you just give up over. after a while, but yeah. it's still funny to see on paper. Nah, no question. Let's move on, guys, to the next race. Uh, now we're going to have some, some high-quality races here. Race eight. Uh, race eight. This is allowance optional 62.5. Let me go ahead and switch the screens there. There we go. Allowance optional 62.5. Five uh, older fillies and mares. You see the field here. I thought this was a very tough race, guys. The Moorline favorite's on the inside, and the Moorline favorite is the rail horse for Cox and Talmo. There we go. The number one. Love me uh, some. Love love me some Mimi. Love me some me. I guess love me, love me some me. It looks love like. me yep. some me. Okay, whatever. Here we go. Um, Paul, you are going with the seven rock star. No, I'm sorry. You're going with the no, two Portilla. Yeah, yeah, for uh, Portilla, for Stahl, and Santana. Yeah, I, I was this, when you guys were emailing you. Was this really the race you were saying was this tough, or did you mean the seventh? You said the eighth when you were seven deep. Well, I, it could. It wasn't no, this race, Pete. No, it was this. I liked a lot of horses in there. There was just there were things on on a lot of horses that I liked that thought yeah. were sneaky to me. So it wasn't like I think all of them are great. It was just yeah, I, I had yeah, a okay. sneaky thing where I liked on a, on a, each of even some big long shots. Yeah, I get that. But when I look at the seventh and when I look at the last race, you know, oh no, the last to, one, I, the last I, one was a mess, Paul. The last I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have to be thinner here, and uh, yeah, you know, I think the one is an absolute send. Uh, you know, Cox Talamo from the inside uh, is cutting back a furlong, but you know, the, the two's numbers are really not far off. The two has got some, you know, pretty good races. It, the two has lost to a few decent horses. Uh, he, he's got an 85 to match the one. I, I think it's one. I'm going to live and die with one of those two, at least as A's. And if I'm playing a caveman, uh, those will be the only two I use. Well, what I like about that, Paul, is you got the speed and you got the closer, right? So you got, you got, if the race holds together, you think the one is probably the best source. If it falls apart, maybe you've got one of the better closers. Although I will say the two is not, doesn't have the best late speed figs i think p and i are going to be talking about a few horses that could get in the mix if things fall apart uh but portilla uh portilla is definitely a player uh pete you're going with the seven in this race uh that is rockstar parking six one morning line uh cipriano Contreras, walter de la cruz is in for the 62.5 you know that's a bit of a pet peeve angle that i don't like but again uh She's in for that tag because she's already won five races and went through uh, the conditions. She's solid. She's coming off a nice race where she won by three. Uh, I, I don't see any reason why she can't be in the mix here. No, and a couple things I liked. Well, first of all, you know, I like the five for six in the top two at Oaklawn. I like the six out of nine at the distance. So, you know, that combination is is good right there. A lot of times I look for, is there a race that I think on their on their sheet that could win it. If you go back to that April race with the 87 buyer where the horse just rolled um, sitting off a pretty slow pace, but still ran a nice race, ran a nice buyer. And then after that, there was just a few, you know, the next one out ran a nice race, then was just off for a while, came back in a five and a half, what maybe was a little bit too sharp. Then they put this one on the synth, then comes back to the dirt in a nice allowance race and really wins well wins with a 77 buyer. So I think there's a lot there. And I think the six to one is looking more maybe at, 
you know, you throw that synth form in and it maybe bring it muddies it up a little. I also had a really interesting stat. So the trainer, you see uh, Contreras is the trainer and then Contreras stable is the owner. The trainer owner combination, 10 for 28 wins and 21 for 28 in the money at Oaklawn. So I, I sort of like that, even though De La Cruz is cold, you know, is, you see two for 27 there. You know, one on this horse last time with De La Cruz. So that was one of the two wins. So at least with this horse, maybe De La Cruz can uh, can sort of repeat that. So there was a few different angles that I really liked. Uh, the very astute Matt Miller has a little wordplay here and would like to mention that Rockstar Parking once lost to Park in the rear. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Yes, we see the right down at the bottom, right? Yep. Where is it? Right there. <laughs> very interesting. So uh, I guess they like parking lots. I don't know. I do like the fact, Pete, that this horse showed a lot of speed last time and sustained that bid. Maybe she's just rounding back into form. We know how yeah, these mares can go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's just starting to feel good about herself again. And uh, But she, there is other speed to contend with. She's in the mix for me. She's a B as in uh, boy. Uh, guys, I, I have a good feel for this race. Again, it's just so many races seem to not fall apart uh, lately. And Oakland doesn't necessarily uh, you know, have to fall apart with their races. But the one, the thing about the one that I like guys, I know she's the favorite and I would never, you know, better to win at these odds, but she's, she's cutting back. I like that. I don't think she has to be on the lead. You see lately, she's sort of been stalking. It's almost hard for me to imagine that love me. Some me is not going to get a good trip guys. Either Telmo's going to outbreak the field. She's going to send hard and it's going to come and catch me. Or maybe she doesn't break perfectly or some other jock just want to send and Talon will just sit. Like, it's just hard for me to imagine uh, that the one love me, some me, is not going to get a great trip. And that's why I put her on top. My sort of sneaky wise guy horse here, guys, Kyle Roscoe, are you paying attention for maybe an underneath try play? The number five, Lizette. What's my angle here on Lizette? My angle on Lizette is the same angle I used on Take Charge Brandy two weeks ago in the Power Picks and some other horse I mentioned. By the late, by the figs, guys, um, she is by far the best closer in the race, and she's turning back, and she's a price, and she's D Wayne, and she has some class to her. Guys, if they mix it up, I can see Lizette coming from the clouds, and if not winning, absolutely getting the try. This is my bomb play underneath. Gentlemen, here's my reverse key play again. It's worked well for me in the past, especially with closers. For some reason, it works better with closers. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if this horse won at big odds, and I, but I would be surprised if she's not somewhere in the money. So yeah, I that's have, my sneaky play. I have underneath play in my notes, same yep. thing. And I like the fact that one last time, it's sort of a, you know, optional claimer allowance level as the favorite, but actually the last time was actually not in a stake sort of race one at that one there. And then, um, like you said, it's a 34 point difference between the late pace figure of the, of her and the, the next horse, which is the two Portilla. So, I mean, just like you said, if it does heat up, cause there are three horses over a hundred time yeah. form early pace plus a 99. So if something does happen, yeah, I, this was one of my last cuts in the pick five, trying to get to uh, under budget. So I'm with you. I think this one's got a shot. Paul, I'm using her as a B and Paul, do you take any credence and, in- if you don't like my pick, feel free to rip on me. That's fine. Horses come from California with tracks so you don't close and outcoming east. I like that angle. These these tracks, I know we just said Oakland could be speed favoring, but 
You can close at Oakland. It's so damn hard to close two turns on the West Coast, Paul. Uh, and that's where Lizette's been running for the most part. Oh, oh there. you're on mute, Paul. All right, go ahead, Pete. You can make fun of me. Uh, I think you make uh, – <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you make good points, out, and I'm going to – I did not have – I'll definitely use her underneath. I might add it to my C team. Um, you know, you see Blue Stripe and the PPs four races back would be a yeah. mile better. And you know, Talking about your one, Howard, if you go three races back, Bell's the one, won the race. <laughs> not, wow. not shown here. Sconson was fourth in the race. Yep. Now, Bell's the one in Sconson would be a prob- approximately 1 to 92 in this yeah. field. So um, that, that'll that add cream. But, yeah, you know what? Your theory, Howard, though, at six furlongs, they are going to have to mix it up for this five, you yeah. know, and I think they which will, is though. possible, which is possible. Yes. I Maybe mean, the eight's got to go right from out there. Well, what about the six? Yeah, the six and First the eight, I think, right? Yeah. When, when this, and I'm using the six guys in the pick five because when this horse is good, she's really good. I mean, this is a former uh, Dylan Justice was a former uh, Zilla racing horse that I believe was privately sold. Ray Handel. Ray Handel to Lewis Cella, who is the owner of Oakland Park. Yeah. Look, guys, we're going to move on, but I can see this thing falling apart. I I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. If it does fall apart, I want to be there when the music stops, so to speak with a big time close. I do like the three, by the way, we don't have to talk about the three, but just for the, for the listeners, I like okay. the three. It's when it be on my tickets. It's one we didn't talk about Sorry, it's only four it. to one. So it's not, it's not groundbreaking, but it's just a horse to keep an eye on. I'm sorry. You do have the, you do have the three. No, percent. that's okay. Uh, let's go on to the stake race guys. And to me, there's, there, there's two main stories of this race. And uh, Paul, since you're the uh, journalist, I'll let you put your journalist hat on. Tell us who should be the main story uh, in this race, because I think you could argue one of two horses could be your main stories. I go ahead and switch to the banners here to there we go. And we switch over. All right, guys, it's the fifth season stakes about 522 Eastern time. They're going one mile. It is a tur- two turn one mile uh, short stretch. Um, sorry, short, short run into the first turn. I believe it's a regular stretch finish, though. A mile, uh, one mile, 150,000 in the purse it's a field of 10 the moorline favorite is a big favorite and rightly so in my opinion the number eight uh ginobili for miller and santana but the other horse that i just want to throw out there is a horse you could feature in a main story paul is the number six rated r superstar what an awesome cool horse four to one morning line and we all want know why this horse is cool paul this is a 10 year old who continues to run well. I mean, it's an unbelievable horse. Yes. I actually thought you were going to talk about King Fury, who's also a potential story because King Fury ran in the juvenile, uh, was on the Derby trail, didn't make the Derby, uh, ran in the Travis, uh, ran in the clock. Uh, You know, he's, he runs in a lot of great ones and doesn't finish on the board. Who's that remind you of, Pete? Okay, um, to moving right along. But no, Howard, I would agree. For this, I don't think the horse could run. I think Myra, you can't run a ten if I correct, correct right? You not. So, and and this horse ran big last time at Remington, and that was on the uh, wasn't that on the Springboard Mile undercard, Howard? Yes, if I'm I, not mistaken, I believe, it, I believe it was, and and that's not an easy track to close. And I mean. Just, he ran I mean, huge. He, he oh, ran I don't huge. Pace, yeah, into blue figures there. God love, God love Danny Caldwell, and you know, I'm sure the horse is still sound. One point eight million dollar earner uh, to bring 
to bring this gelding back for a 10-year-old year. Uh, I suspect, you know, they're going to try a race like this and see how it goes type of thing, right? But uh, and, and, and he's the, yeah, I he's agree, the defending Howard, champ, yeah. which yeah. I always love. I love the yeah, defending it's a good champ story. in a race. It's always and, cool. But he usually wins at a price. He's actually been taking some money recently. Yeah. Um, he actually usually wins at a price, but he just always seems to get a decent trip. And I, I don't even care about the PPs, guys. Just someone who's beginning to own horses. And, and Paul, you've been owning horses for a while. And you've been Great around story. horse flesh more than any of us. I mean, for you just mentioned for, for them for these connections to have a horse running, it's basically what equivalent of like a late fifty, early sixty-year-old running against twenty and thirty-year-olds. It's just it's absolutely it's a complete freak of nature and it's spectacular. I love it. Whether this horse wins or not is amazing. Uh, he's gonna have to face a really nice horse though, in Ginobili, who gets in in this very interesting condition, which I had to look up because I wonder. I don't know if you guys know, Ginobili's in for one fifteen, while the <coughs> others are in for one twenty-one. 125 but i'll talk more about that paul after you talk about this horse which i think will be probably more like four to five come post time in my opinion yeah so baltus is suspended so the horse has been moved to uh peter miller uh baltus is actually a part owner of the horse so it's great that he gets to reap the benefits of the horse while he's still <laughs> suspended for a drug violation um but you know that last race howard six horses in the race Five of them have came back to run at least a 91 buyer in their next start. So that, that was a real race last time yeah. at Del Mar. Uh, triple digit buyer. He, this horse has three triple digit buyers. Uh, you know, 0 for 2 at Oaklawn, if you're looking for a chink in the armor. Uh, a, a miserable uh, back in May of 20. Uh, just a miserable effort at Oaklawn. And then you have to go, uh, well, Back-to-back miserable efforts, uh, miserable efforts. That was two, uh, almost three years ago. But, yeah. you know, everything being equal, um, this clearly, uh, you know, all good stories aside, this horse is going to take some uh, uh, beating. No, no question. Pete, I mentioned the weight because I think – well, I'm not sure. I, I think none of us are really big weight guys per se. No. But, you know, when you're talking about talented horses and you're talking about, okay, two or three pounds – fine six or seven pounds pete I, I think it needs to be mentioned and the reason i don't know if you guys looked at the conditions closely of the race and actually i need to go back to the equibase let me show everyone i don't know if people can read that but i'll just paraphrase for everyone it depends their weights are depending on how they did last year and if you see there's a, they're allowed seven pounds if they won less than non-winners of thirty-five thousand at a mile or more uh since october 14th uh, 2022 and it goes back so obviously this is really sharp by the connections i will say pete you can say whatever you want about baltus and other things but to find a spot like this where they get weight i think is a pretty sharp um idea yeah because generally generally it's not the best horse in the race by far who's getting the weight advantage so you, right. you very rarely see that usually you're using that as an excuse to bet maybe a longer shot not one to accentuate the best horse in yep. the race so yeah i mean it's a it's a good point i mean i don't know if that's the reason why he's going to win but it's going to definitely be a benefit and I, you're right it's a good spot to come in almost maybe just get some free money and, and maybe it'll wind up just burying this field and, and getting some free money and use this as a springboard to some bigger and better things yeah there's not a lot of like one mile there aren't a lot of they just ran the, with the san antonio on which was a mile on the 16th i'd like to say on opening day i guess you could wonder why didn't he run there 
unless he just doesn't want to go a mile of 16th. Um, it's a weird spot, but it's just, I mean, uh, there is other speed in the race, but I don't know if there's enough speed to set up for Radar Superstar. And Radar Superstar is not as talented as Ginobili. Those are the only two I'm really interested in. There's others, but we're going to move on, guys. Uh, Jim Plars wanted to mention, Paul, nothing wrong with late 50s or 60-year-olds, right, right, Paul? I'm not sure who he's really talking about. Well, it's it's like you said, like running out. It's like me running up and down the basketball court with players age 16 to 22, which I do on a <laughs> nightly basis. I don't know how you do it. It's actually pretty damn impressive to me. Um, let's go to race 10, guys. This is the last race. <clears throat> it's, the clo- it's the closeout leg of the pick five. And whoops, I okay, hold on a second. I'm just getting to it right now. All right, uh, here we go. Close out leg of the pick five. Main special. This is the one that Paul finds extremely difficult, I believe. No, I thought the other one was I thought the other one was more difficult than this. Oh, did you? Okay. Main the main bread. special. Main special, three year olds uh and up ninety thousand dollars the purse, mile and a sixteenth are going two turns. Moyline favorite is the number six, Rock and Roll, a New York bred, by the way, for Cox and Talmo, and the other very well-bet horse, Moyline, <clears throat> a well-meant horse, the number three, Shopper's Revenge for Asperson, and this time, Santana. Uh, Pete and Paul, you're both going with the six. Uh, Pete, let's have you go first. What is it you like about Rock and Roll? I mean, this is one you see the the purchase price six hundred and seventy five k. It's got Cox again. The Cox Talamo, the, the Talamo, the only might be the only harbinger there is the one bringing this horse, bringing these Cox horses down the way the way he's riding. But I mean, the the if you look back two races back. I mean, the debut it was Arabian Night, who's a monster winner, won the race by seven, and then also had a troubled trip. And if you look at it, that was actually a pretty deep field as well. If you look the next race out, there was some next out winners. There were some other next out. Yeah. There was a couple decent buyers, but Arabian nights, a top, top flight horse. And then this one went into a stakes determinedly. And so there's some decent horses in there. And then that hey, one just Pete, sort- expect, expect more. The horse that finished third is the horse we talked about last week. That yes. was well meant and ran at Gulfstream. Didn't run great, but he is well meant for Pletcher. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And then, I mean, this one just also had just sort of a terrible trip. So it was just sort of out of it. I mean, you could see he took money, then comes back, actually breaks. But look at that sort of breaks at a a little bit of a breakneck pace. You see the 126, 122 gets some pressure and then loses, loses to a horse who I mean, loses to a horse who's also got some quality. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, no, I want you to finish your thought because there's a re- there's four horses coming out of this race. Yeah, so you could show that I, one because there's I like, even, yeah. I didn't want to show it yet. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So communication memo who came out and then sort of got blasted in the in the Smarty Jones, but looks like a decent horse on paper otherwise. So I think this horse has run against two quality fields, and maybe this one is a little bit less. I don't see anyone in here jumping out as like a super obvious stakes horse aside from maybe the Asmussen horse. But so I think this one, maybe just that first one you could toss. And plus I like the second race picked up Lasix ran a lot better has Lasix again. They take the blinkers off. Maybe, maybe that'll sort of not have it yeah. go out so quickly this time and sort of burn out. Cause there is some speed in this race. So there's a lot of things to like, which is why it's eight to five. So I'm not really breaking any ground here. Well, and Paul, the, those works are good too, by the way. It's been the, working well. The works are good. Let, let's look at this replay. This is the kind of race you have to watch the replay. The second through fifth place finishers 
uh, in this race are coming back on Saturday. So pay attention to the one, two, five, and 12. But the two horses I really, the two is going to be on the lead. That's rock and roll. The horse that I think, the two horses I really want to focus on here to me is the number five. It was this big who, again, is in this race. And it has the one hole on Saturday. And the number, especially number 12, Pappy Wolf, who is the two on Saturday. We're going to watch two spots in this race, Paul. Again, one, two, five, 12. But pay attention, especially to the one uh, and the and the, and the 12 uh, and the, as they break here. So the one's going to break slow. You see the one broke slow. Uh, the two actually didn't break great either. And the 12 really blo- broke slow. I'll show it again, guys. Watch the 12. This is the two on Saturday. I mean, just really just looks a bit uninterested. And the two, the horse you like, uh, uh, the rock horse, um, does get to the lead, uh, Paul, but didn't break great, has to be asked. The other horse I want to mention, this five right here, who is the one on Saturday. I'm just going to let this roll through a little bit. The five makes a middle move, Paul, into the race and gets into a weird spot. You see that's 22 and 4P, like you mentioned. Well, we're going to let it run. Paul, I don't know if you want to say anything or not. You don't, you don't have to. We can just watch it. But but look at the five. Here's the 12, by the way, who's the two on Saturday. And, boy, this horse looks like a really – like, look at the stride. Look how long the stride is. This, this, this 12 looks like he wants distance. But watch the five here, Paul, in mid-race. You can comment if you'd like. Well, he's got an inside trip. I'm guessing he's going to have some trouble right about there. No? Well, yeah, he like rushed up into a spot. He's in tight, yeah. Really hard. Yeah, he was kind of put in a spot he didn't need to be put into, frankly. But now the two is 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 right is you know going fairly easily. He did have to use some horse to get to the lead, though. Howard, as you pointed out, the, and now the yeah. five is is done. But uh, well, no, the five is not done. That's the crazy thing, Paul. But go ahead. Well, here's here's the two. Here's the two on Saturday. What the five actually re rallies, Paul. Sorry, I'm not sure you've seen this replay. I'm re rally, I mean, fights on. I as we, and here's the two coming again. It's the 12, but it's the two on Saturday. This is the stake. This is a nice horse. I, I, I disagree that the five did anything except run in place. He, he was five okay. lengths behind the leaders, and he remained five lengths behind the leaders, and he got passed. I thought he could have given it up though, right here. I mean, he's under the whip, and he's still. Well, he might have been, but who's coming to get him? And that, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, he, you know, it, it, again, it, it's it's not. It's certainly it's not a bad effort. Um, the start is a little bit alarming, as you pointed out, how he really walked out, and you know, yeah. he wasn't the far outside. And as Richie Migliori will tell you, horses run to open places. So that's not always uh, – we do have in the comment, Howard, uh, you should take a look. It looks like someone from the connections of the nine, Boogie Joe. Okay, terrific. <clears throat> There's a comment indicating because it says we. So you may want to okay. pull that up. Uh, um, I will in- I will do that in just a second. Yeah. Um, the other thing we didn't show – I know we're taking time here, but I feel like we need to. Watch the 12, guys. Has some trouble. You see the 12 right here? There is some trouble, and he had to wait – so he goes to the inside. I have no problem with that. But now he wants to like run on and right. You're gonna see. You see like right here. You see how he's like. See the hands. He's like waiting and waiting until he can really get clear. And I think the twelve lost a little momentum. Um, Pete last. He ran big. He 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 covered a lot of ground. Yeah, and this is it. 
Paul, this is another one too, where that first group was so far ahead that it was really right. hard to, you weren't going to get to the top couple, but you see the, you see the kick there. I mean, he was gaining on that too. I'm assuming in the, in the gallop out went right by that too, with no problem. Pete, are you concerned the two gave it up? I mean, I know he was 22 and four first quarter, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, there's the gallop out, there's the winner and there's the 12 already. You know what this? You know what this twelve reminds me of, guys. A little bit. This looks looks like a horse that could be like three to one the Arkansas Derby and like clunk up and do something. I don't know if he's talented, but you know who knows. Here's the comment by the. Uh, I guess this is the. This is from Brett Bayuth and Brett. Thanks for joining the show tonight. He said Boogie Joe was all over the track in the slop last time out and is what uh, what we were worried about. He kept uh, coming, just could couldn't get a hold of the track. We expect a better effort, safe trips. Let's take a look at the nine uh, out of respect to Brett. And Brett, again, thanks for joining the show. Um, I actually had good Boogie notes, on, I had good I, notes this, on this horse. You I know had, what? This is the horse that we talked about. I like this horse. I, I thought the – because I we, thought we the debut – We talked about this horse last time, Pete. I thought on the debut this horse was – especially in this field, I thought on de- that debut race could win – or at least a step up from that could win this race. Yeah, we did. We talked. Brett, about I remember this, this was my top choice actually, and I didn't know it was going to be sloppy, and he didn't run. Um, I remember this horse now. Thank you very much, Brett. Um, this horse is a little bit interesting too. I'm going to have to use this horse now that I remember him because um, we we talked about the horse on the last time we talked about Oakland actually. And I like uh, I like that this one. I think there is some speed here again. So yeah. I think this one can come off the pace too. And and if if he run again, if this horse just runs back to that debut, I think it's I mean it was a lower level maiden special weight, so you don't know, but I think yeah. if it can run back to that, then I then yeah, twenty to one, especially, especially like in a an underneath try or I think could even win because I don't think any there's no world beaters in here, like you no. said. That that horse gave it up last time and with some pressure this time could give it up again. Paul, real quick before we go on to our picks, you have the two, uh, the 10 uh, escapologist, who is another long-winded horse for McPeak, another closer. There's a lot of really nice closers in this race. Uh, when I say nice, I mean potential uh, upside with their three-year-olds that, that could break out at any moment. Yeah, I honestly think that if the six breaks cleanly, I, I think this could be a merry-go-round race, to be yeah. very honest with you. Uh, I, I'm going to have him. You'll see uh, uh, when we get to our picks in the caveman. I've actually have him singled, which is kind of a a, a bold but probably <laughs> stupid move. But I'm trying to stay under budget because you know I always try to keep to the budget. Um, but uh, you know, again, yes, the, there are a lot of horses who look like they could run late, but. Someone is going to, ha- you know, they did have to use this two a little, this six a little last time. Uh, they did slow it down though in the second quarter. You know, he ran a twenty-four and one second quarter, so they, he he did get a breather. But I get a feeling, Pete, that that communication memo is a pretty good horse. Yeah, I, I think know, so. like I think you that, said, that the Smiley Jones is. Yeah, yeah, I'm but that you. was a, you know, that's a different race, and you know, Arabian Night is the next fastest best Bob Baffert horse ever. And I mean, it looks you know, good. Uh, determinedly, as you pointed out, Pete is a good horse. So I'm looking at how uh, the way Pete, you kind of looked at that other race, the eighth, a lot of horses can win. I, I, I could see that, but that means I'm going to try to be narrow and hope I have the right opinion. I'm going to lean on the six pretty heavily here. I, the three, I, Pete, I think the three is the one that can show more speed. I'm not going to show the replays from Churchill, 
broke a little bit slow, made a big uh, move into the lane against the Terminal Elite, Paul, we just mentioned. So this three is well meant. I think this three is going to show a lot more. Whisper Hill Farm, uh, you know, three chimneys. On, th- these are serious connections. I mean, look uh, at the, the breeding. Stop yeah. Charging Maria. Stop Charging Maria is awesome. Holy cow. This horse... Uh, could be a real well, nice horse. And you, I'm like expecting you said, major improvement here for this three. Like you said, look at look. I mean, breaks breaks in eleventh, and then is closing into look at those slow fractions. It's closing into trying to close into slow fractions, and then determinedly, who yeah. I can't pronounce the name, just sort of shook loose. And at the top of the lane was already up six. I mean, yeah, if you look at the at the chart, the top of the lane's already up six. You know, not closing into that. And then the third horse, Sun Thunder, came back to break to break his maiden with a 77 buyer, which yeah. would most likely romp in this field. If they get, if somebody runs a 77 here, they're most likely going to win. So there's a lot to like about this one. And again, it's two to yeah. one. So we're not breaking ground, but it's got good connections. And I, I do think the extra distance, now you're going from seven to a mile and a 16th. And this horse is definitely bred to go, to go the longer distance. So I think this one is the, is sort of the logical. I think it's a tough race. They like with, with Paul where the top two, if they run their races could just be better than everybody else. And then you're just sort of talking yourself into other horses just to try and be contrarian. And it could just go that way. So I think, I think if one of those two does win big, it's not surprising, but if they get upset, it's also not surprising. So it makes it tough to build a ticket around them. Uh, Yes, and I, I, I think the chance of the three or six winning is probably 65, 70%. Yeah, I was going to say honest. the same thing. Yeah. But, Paul and Pete, I think there are a lot of horses we've talked about underneath that are going to be interesting going forward. They might not win Saturday, but they're horses to, you know, to look forward to on that Oaklawn Triple Crown series where they're going to have the Rebel and they're going to have the, you know, the Arkansas Derby. It's a, they have a really nice uh, setup there. Um, Let's see. Howard, you mentioned uh, Whisper Hill Farm. Mandy Pope, uh, she only paid $4.4 million for stock charging Maria as a broodmare prospect. <laughs> That's all. $4.4 million. That was a nice horse. Guys, let's get to the uh, pick five uh, picks. Pete, we're going to have you go first because we've had Paul first, other people. We haven't had you first in a while. I want to let you know that I, I recognize that. Try to mix it up. So let's go. Thank Pete. you. Uh, pick five first right now on the screen. Pete's pick five, one, two, six, seven with five, seven, nine with one, three, seven with eight with two, three, six, ten. I think a lot of people are in single Ginobili. I completely understand it. I get it. He's a likely winner in the penultimate leg. Yeah. And, and you hate being on the single that everyone else has, but you have to hope that if that's the case, that you have to hope that you're, you have picks that differ in the other legs. And uh, unfortunately in my first leg, I'm not that creative, which I probably wouldn't play it this way. Cause it's basically the first four choices, which isn't the best ticket construction, but I, I went with the four there. Cause I do think the I agree with Paul. I think the favorite is a little soft. So I think we can beat the favorite. The second is where I like the, you know, I've got a nine to two shot and an eight to one shot and the five and the nine. So I'm hoping to get one of those home. If you get one of those home and then we can get a price and beat one of these other favorites, then I think we have something. And then going a little bit deeper in the last leg, just in case the six or the three, but I'm with you. I really like that too. Pappy's, whatever Pappy's wolf or whatever the name yeah. was. I really like the way that horse closed. So if things just get nuts up front, I think that one's got a shot. And if you get a du- closing out a pick five at double digit odds would be fantastic. 
in my original ticket, I, I had rated our superstar and Ginobili, but it was a little too high. And so I wound up saying, let me just single Ginobili and I would play probably on a B line rated our superstar and maybe one or two others in there just in case. Yeah. Pappy Wolf has to break. The other thing about for people that That'll, are interested yeah. in that 12 in the replay and the two, and I didn't show it. I don't want to go back and show it. The, the Pappy Wolf has two much improved works. Also, Pete, you go back and look at it for yourself or other people out there. Take a look at the last two works of Pappy Wolf, 101 breezing and 49 breezing, which are um, much, much better than the previous breezes. So maybe the light bulb's going on with this horse, Pete, but they're going to have to use this horse, uh, the two, uh, to get into the game. He can't. I mean, the brakes are just horrible. Back. Yeah, the brakes are just horrible. And eventually, the better horses <laughs> you run against, you're not going to be able to close into no. better horses. So, yeah, they have to do something to get that one going. But luckily, well, Tyler Bays at one for 30 is the man to, to fix all that. So we're, we're in good hands. <laughs> Paul's pick five. One, two, four, six, seven. With five, seven, nine, 12. With one, two. With six, seven, eight, nine. Singling, as he sort of hinted there, the six on the end. 80 bucks, Paul. Yeah, this is, is about as counterintuitive as you can get. But uh, I'll tell you what my thinking is. It's it's probably very flawed, but that's happened before. Uh, I, I want to beat the two in the first leg, so I, I got four horses surrounding them. And I think the way to get paid is to beat Ginobili. Now, using four horses in a caveman ticket in a race like that, you know, they might suggest you see a psychologist on Monday and a psychiatrist on Tuesday. But <laughs> – I do think if you want to get – I do think he will be by far the heaviest lean in the sequence. So, therefore, you know, the, I guess what I'm saying is the two favorites, heavy favorites that I want to beat, I want to have a lot of chances to beat them. So then if I ever get to that pot, you know, I'll be alive. If I'm alive going to the single in the maiden race to the last leg, I'll walk the dog around the block, get a beer or, you know, whatever, and, you know, maybe go to church and say a quick <laughs> novena. But – uh, you, as you often say, Howard, sometimes you have to zig when everyone else zags. Paul, is Ginobili a lone A for you in an ABC? In my ABC, Howard, at this point, I have uh, rated our superstar as an A. Along with Ginobili. Along with Ginobili. Okay. Coincidentally, I do also. Um, well, I you are it. one of the most astute people on the show tonight. One of the three most. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, hard not to be. Um, all right, let's go to my ticket, guys, as we wrap up the show here. Um, here we go. You know, you know the game. Who does Howard single, if anyone? Pete? Ginobili. Paul? No, 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 not Ginobili. No, oh, not Ginobili. Wait. No, no, the the one horse, one of the one in the early the, races. Love me some me or whatever. Yeah, love me, love me something. Paul? Yes, I agree with Pete. Nope. I'm singling the, the Archie Bread Maiden 30 that we're all going with the nine. How about Beautiful. that? Damn. Wow. Yeah. Right, so you're zagging too then. A absolutely, Paul. There's no question I'm zagging. I'm going one, two, five, seven, eight with nine sassy something. With one, two, four, five, seven, with six, eight, with two, three, six. Guys. I actually felt a lot better about my ticket after I saw both of you also picked the nine, which I couldn't believe. So hopefully you guys are uh, uh, astute along with me. To me, it's probably the seven or nine that race. And guys, the breeding on the seven is just so questionable to me. And the, the nines can be five times the price. 
It's the Why weakest favorite. It's the weakest favorite by far. So I think I, that's the one to beat for sure. And that will take money because it's going to be the, that's the Cox horse is the favorite, right? So you're going to, that yeah. horse is going to take money. See if you can beat it, especially with a single and, and catch something in the other legs. I think that's the way to go. Guys, that's a big separator if it if it comes in. Again, I like the playing. I like that five, so that's why I wouldn't single the nine because I like the five and the five's a price. So I'd like to catch the the five on my A line as well in that one. The five, well, again, you know my ABC tickets can be different, but I'm using the five. I'm using a few others anyway. I'm spreading single spread. I think it's either Radar or Superstar or Ginobili. Uh, of course, I'm 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 actually using both as A's, and then I'll throw that two in Pete along with the three and the six in the last race. I. I mean the ten. I just it's probably not going to be won by a deep closer. I just we love deep closers and you'll be know. pissed if that if horse wins. Get out of the yeah, gate. If that horse wins, you'll be pissed, right? If it. If I'm it not sold on the six. The I, yeah. I I understand why the six is being singled by Paul, and I'm sure Paul is going to be correct, but I'm not sold. I don't know. He's it's not it's not like he's a New York bred. He doesn't he doesn't have to be a monster. I think there's some other. I know there's nothing wrong with New York breds, but I mean he's not you know. The breeding could be better. It's just my point. And you know, on the dam side horse, uh, the, on the dam side, Paul, that horse is like all the barons. Got like sprinty on the dam side. I don't know about two turns at all for this horse. I just, I have some questions with that horse. I actually like the three more than the six on the win end, based on what the odds are going to be. Anyway, we've been rambling on. That's my seventy-five dollar uh, pick five. Is that bring up the closing banner, um, Pete? Any final thoughts about? Oakland, anything else coming up? Anything in your world, uh, your life you want to share? No, nothing, nothing too exciting. It's, but I'm, I'm, I always like getting to a track we haven't done in a while. So we, we, you know, we don't do Oak Lawn very often aside from, <laughs> you know, aside from maybe when the, <laughs> Hey, look at that. I mean, that was a better bet than Ginobili was the odds or the odds are cheaper on that than Ginobili sure. that Paul would pick in New York. Brand. How did city man work out folks? How did city man work out? That was a Very nice good. one. Yes. Miguel talked about, I don't know if you guys caught our Adelphi show. Miguel was on and talked about City Man a little bit. Um, good anyway, horse. Pete, go ahead. You finished your thought. No, I was just going to say, it's always good to get to a track we don't get to often. And I'm sure yeah. we'll be back at Oakland a couple times, especially on the Derby Trail. But it's nice to hit this one. It's not, there's not a lot of big races across the, the country this weekend so no. it's nice to hit this one and it's a it's one where there's some there's some races where you can get some prices and anytime we can get that in a sequence it's pretty awesome absolutely raymond i just want to if raymond you're still watching i want to acknowledge that i i see your comments i'm not going to bring them up but i i think we all agree with raymond for the most part on uh on his uh thoughts there paul and you like to close with it's gonna be a fun sequence on saturday it's gonna be one of the reasons i picked oakland other than the fact we haven't been there too much with our you know, our podcast is it is going to be dry and California is actually rained out. They already canceled. God bless everyone out there, by the way, I have a family that lives in the LA area. It is, it's life threatening. It, it's scary. It's awful out there right now. It's dry today, but they've just had just, you know, storms and storms and just horrible flooding out there, Paul. So God bless uh, uh, Tom Espinosa in San Francisco and all the people out there watching California. It's been bad out there. It sure has. And uh, yeah, you know, a good, good move out because if we had done the cross country pick five, we would have been out of business because there is no coast to coast pick five on Saturday. Yes, hey, even a blind squirrel. I don't know. Blind squirrel. Okay. But uh, no, I, I think it's a, I think it's a sequence that has the potential to pay. 
But, you know, if the two wins the first leg, if Ginobili wins, if the six wins the last leg, or, or anything in between. So uh, I will be uh, putting in uh, the uh, uh, Halloran Miller pit uh, TRF ticket, uh, made my $245 donation today from, from the last one for uh, from that. And Christine, we have to make sure she takes care of herself because she's yes. my favorite uh, viewer of the yeah, show. Yeah, Christine, we, <laughs> I, I'm not sure where in California you live, Christine, but uh, I'm assuming she's in California. Yeah. Take care. So, yeah, it, it's a good sequence. I, I like Oaklawn. Uh, Frank Fletcher is the pot owner of uh, one of those horses, the six in the last race. Interestingly, Frank Fletcher – uh, is a pot owner of a New York bread uh, at Oakland, which is very interesting to me. But uh, yeah, it's a good sequence. Uh, looking forward to it. It's really, it's probably overall one of the slower weekends of the year yeah. overall in racing. But uh, for those of us who uh, take no weekends off, uh, we'll be playing. And uh, you know, again, Howard, I, I, I thank you for bringing up uh, what you did at the beginning of the show. Uh, it, it means a lot. And uh if it could shed any positive light on my affiliation with uh, with this show, then all the better. Oh, it it, it absolutely will. And and Paul, we we're really grateful to you for all the hard work you do uh, for the show. Uh, last thing I'll say, just in terms of this bet, I personally, if Ginobili wins and if uh, the six or the three wins that last race, you have to have a press up ticket, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it. it you can try to beat favorites. That's fine. I, we have no problem with it. But, Pete, if you're using favorites in your sequence, you got to press up because it's very likely you're going to have some very low-priced horses win in this pick five. And you, you don't want to bet a $85 well, – you don't want to bet a $100 pick five and have it pay 70 I mean, No, you, you, you can't be too cute sometimes for your own good. And you can't, like you said, yeah. you can't try and beat favorites just for the sake of beating them. You have to beat them. If like Paul said, and that Paul didn't like the, that two horse, I think in the, was it in the first leg, the, the two Ash flat, if, if that's a favorite that's beatable and you could see that. So you try and beat that one, but Ginobili on paper looks like it's just the best horse in the field. Now I'm not saying you don't take a shot, but like you said, maybe you tighten up your other opinions play a big press ticket and then you can maybe play like some bc tickets to try and see hey if i beat ginobili then i can really bust this ticket out and bust this payout so i'm with you 100 percent for speaking 100 for my man kyle yeah Uh, guys it's been a lot of fun really really enjoyed everyone stay safe out there no matter where you are in the country uh we got a lot going on in this channel we got ben and boozen has started uh next week we're going to have uh a big fairground show guys the fairgrounds sort of triple crown series for them has started their Kentucky Derby preps. And then the week of the Pegasus, ladies and gentlemen, oh my, and even Pete and Paul don't know exactly what we've got going on. We're going to have several shows for several different reasons. It's also the week of the Eclipse Awards. We're going to be talking about that, guys, as well. Uh, The week of the 23rd of January coming up is going to be a huge week here on the HHH uh, Racing Podcast. For Pete Visco. And Paul Howard, and this has been Howard Kravitz, episode 220 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Thanks for watching, and good luck. Crush those bets at Oakland Park this Saturday. Take care. Have a great night. Good night.